Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like we always do about this time. I was playing Richard Hard out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Phone right so everybody can hear me now we're good <laughs> um got an exciting show for you today man um i got one of my guys who is part of hawk's twitter he does amazing work on his youtube channel uh always has good and informative stuff to say about the hawks and as far as all of the atl teams in the city of atlanta man he is definitely the embodiment of true to atlanta um First and foremost, man, let me get rid of some of this housekeeping. Uh, a major part of what we do is on the social media front. So we invite you. We invite you to connect with us via our Instagram, via our Twitter. Uh, on, on Twitter and Instagram, we are at HawksBeat. Uh, find HawksBeat on Facebook. We're streaming live on Facebook Live and on Periscope. So if you have any questions, if you have any questions, uh, for Mr. Smith or for myself, uh, go ahead and put them in the chat. I see some folks lining up. If you have any questions about the Hawks or anything uh, relegated to the NBA or ATL for that fact, go ahead and put it into the chat, man, and we will make sure that uh, we get to you. Uh, second of all, um, a big part of the streaming. So if you are listening to us on any of the podcasting formats, uh, Spotify, Google Play, Apple iTunes, uh, we appreciate that, too. Make sure you stop by and give us a five-star rating, man, because that's what keeps us going. That's what keeps us rocking. That's what keeps us rolling. So uh, we appreciate the love. We appreciate all the retweets and all the shares and all that stuff, trying to get the info out to the good folks. So uh, let me bring on my co-host today, and uh, we go ahead and get this thing started. Let me see if I can pull him up here. Let's see. There he goes. Give me a mic check one time. Smitty, how you doing, sir? What's up, E-Dub? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm blessed, man. Thanks for joining me today, man. How's your day been going? Everything been going good, man. I walk a plane. God's good all the time. All the time, brother. I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. Hey, man, uh, I appreciate you for coming on to the show, man. 
talking a little ATL, talking a little Hawks. Um, we we've always tweeted back and forth, but we never had a chance to. Uh, let me get him onto the show and chop it up with him a little bit and pick his mind, pick his brain, and uh, you know, just you know how we do. <laughs> so, yeah. um, first of all, man, let's start from the beginning, man. You have a a very viable YouTube page, man. You got about 10 billion subscribers. <laughs> Take me back to the genesis of, of the page, man, how you got started, and, and tell me about the humble beginnings. Um, well, I began about six years ago with sports, period. I always loved talking sports, and one of my good friends called me up and wanted to do a sports show, so I said, I'm down. I said, what can it hurt? And we ran a show and a blog for about two years. Uh, we disbanded, but I kept the thing going because I had the momentum going. So that's how I started, basically. And um, I met yeah. great people along the way to help support me and what I like to do. So that's pretty much how I started. And I get, you know, a lot of my questions and from feedback. So that's pretty much how I started that's what's up, man. So six years ago, I'm trying to think that was what, circa 2014? Yeah, somewhere in there. Wow. <laughs> That's dope, man. Um, you have, you, you, over the years, you've gained a lot of subscribers. What would you say the secret to uh, the success is as far as building that audience and building uh, a viable product because I'm, I think you have over like something that's a thousand subscribers on your YouTube page, man. You're, you're very good with the media aspect, but a lot of people get in this business, but they're not quite proficient at um, building the audience. So what would you say that some of the tips of the trade are, are, are building your audience? I would think, I would say the biggest tip that I would give is uh, interaction. If you interact with the people that support you, uh, they'll add more people to support you and uh, it will help your brand grow. So that would, I think would be my biggest, you know, take from it all. Yeah, I got you. You, um, Smitty Sports Machine, how'd you come up with the name? You're just like, oh man, just Smitty Sports Machine because you, you do, because you, you, you cover all the sports, you do them all. <laughs> That's funny because I got the, the idea from a uh, George Michael sports machine, because I watched that a lot when I was coming. Yeah. Up. And also, you know, so one, one of my fans told me, he said, man, you process information like a machine. So I put the two together and there we go. And that's how I got it. No doubt, man. No doubt. Uh, shout out to my guy, true Bane Virgo in the chat. Uh, always one of the guys always checking this out. Uh, much love to the much love and uh, the support and everything. So if you guys have any questions, man, go ahead and shoot them out. We'll try to get to them uh, as we can. Um, George Michael Sports Machine, man, you took it back with that one, man. So for those who don't know, for those youngins who don't know about George Michael Sports Machine, that got that almost it almost predates ESPN, right? Right. You know, uh, he was the guy. He was like the guy back then that had the highlights. And uh, I grew up in Florida. So I, I remember Sunday nights catching George Michael sports machine. He had all the highlights, his commentary. He was just a man back then. Youngest need to, they need to do some research 
about George Michael's sports machine, man. <laughs> yeah, and if you look, if you watch his highlights, he gives um, you a great. I want to start you off real quick, man. Um, the Hawks uh, recently, just I think a, a day or two ago, and I know you put out a video. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, you're definitely one of the pioneers, man. Um, we, we we were talking. Uh, I, I mean, one of my buddies. We were talking about uh, the Hawks' new uniforms that dropped uh, earlier this week. I know you put out a vid uh, on your thoughts on the new unis. Uh, they just had new unis. I think it was like five years ago. Um, right. re Rebranding themselves again. Like I always say, there's one constant in life is change. Um, what are your thoughts on new unis? Uh, what do What do you think about the new? Uh, Tony Wrestler said these are the unis they're going to win a championship in. So I like that attitude. Yeah, I like that attitude as well. Um, I actually like them. Uh, they go back and I did the research and it's from 73 to 80. So they're taking it back to the Pete Maravich days with uh, Connie Hawkins and players like that. And I think they had a tight team now that can uh, play upbeat just like that team. So I kind of love the uniforms, you know, the colors that they pick. It goes all the way back, you know, to the beginning. So they're starting something new all over again. And I love it. I, I love it as well. Yeah, I, I like the I like the simplicity of it. Um, I really didn't have a problem with the old one, the ones that they they that they just moved from. Um, you know, um, you're starting something new, kind of with Trey is becoming the cornerstone of your franchise, and so now is kind of a good time for them to do it. Uh, I really like the black on black. Uh, I, I I like all the options actually i think the red on red looks good and the white on white very clean very simple kind of a throwback look uh the guys seem to enjoy it and i tell you what would make them even look even better they start stacking some w's <laughs> yeah um so let's talk about a little bit about the team real quick man um we are going into a a very kind of uncharted territory as far as how the season ended uh and what we're looking forward to for next season. Um, I did a podcast, maybe one or two, one or two podcasts ago. And I did a podcast on some of the free agents. I thought the Hawks would take, should take a look at um, from your aspect. And we'll, we'll get into players a little bit later. Tell me what you think that this team needs uh, to add for it to be kind of a viable product to kind of make that leap into the playoffs. I think that, Overall, the team needs to add, you know, a player with that killer instinct, that um, championship mentality. Uh, they have a lot of young players out here that have that mentality, but unfortunately they're not on the teams to, you know, produce that type of winning uh, atmosphere. And I think Devin Booker is one of those guys. If the Hawks take a look at a Devin Booker trade, I don't know what they would have to give up, but I think him along with Trey, and maybe keep Collins or find a replacement for Collins in this draft. I think uh, that would be a very viable move for the team. But uh, overall, I think, um, like I said, they're headed in the right direction. And that's what I like about you, Smitty. You always come with the the outside the box thinking. I, I love all of your videos. And even if I don't necessarily agree with them, I appreciate this because a lot of people, they get into that mold of just thinking like they don't think outside the box. And I love the fact that you think outside the box and a Devin Booker is very interesting. And of course, you would ask, you know, 
what they would have to give up for somebody like a Devin Booker. You would have to look at Phoenix and say, what would what kind of position would they be in to want to give up from a Devin Booker? So uh, it's an interesting concept. I saw you did a video, uh, I think it was last week on Giannis Antetokounmpo. Talk a little bit about the Giannis video you did and the reaction you got from that. Yeah, I got a crazy, I got crazy reaction from the fans, but you know, like you said, you know, I think outside the box and I think a player in his prime as much as a superstar he's about to become, it's Atlanta. It's perfect with, for what the Atlanta Hawks need. We haven't had a superstar since I would say Dominique back in the day. We've always put solid teams on the floor, but not a player that can take over. And the thing about it is, and again, I, I love the fact that you would even go there. And people don't understand that's what makes like that's what makes for good sports. Uh, commentator, a good sports, uh, someone who has a strong opinion. And you don't even necessarily have to agree with it, but, you know, something that's thought out and something that's strong is, is well, because whether people like it or whether they they don't like it, they still tune it in to what you got to say. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think it's brilliant, man. I would love, let me tell you something, man. If if, if Giannis was on the board and, and he's possible and there was a, an idea that he could make it to Atlanta, Atlanta everybody's up for sale, man. I don't care what you <laughs> name your price. Uh, of course, she's going to probably want the Supermax or whatever that he's uh, entitled to. Um, but that would be an interesting prospect. I, I, I remember covering him last season, and, man, he is a colossal human being. <laughs> he is a big dude, man, and he's fast. It's just crazy. About, I also think about, you know, when Slink was in Golden State, it wasn't a very popular place to play. Uh, but when he got Seth Curry and Clay Thompson in the draft, built around them with Draymond Green and other players, uh, I think, you know, the Hawks can do the same uh, under his uh, watch. And Giannis – you add another superstar to him and Collins and Trey Young, Cam Reddish, who may be a superstar in the making. You got a solid core. And in the NBA, that's what Definitely. you need. What are your thoughts on the young core as of now? Is there anybody that you're kind of not as high on or kind of a guy that you think might be a little trade bait later on? Because under contract, they really only have – you got the starting five on the contract. You have, I think, uh, Brandon Godwin. You got Bruno, and I think you got Cam. So I think you have like eight guys on the contract. Uh, but they always talk about that core five, right? So uh, what are your thoughts just basically on the core five and how you think they're going to de develop next season? I love the core that they have, very young, very explosive. And I love uh, Lloyd Pierce as a coach because I think he's, gets through the players, and he develops them very well. But like I said earlier, the Hawks still need that veteran presence around that core. They can get that veteran presence with that killer instinct that would put them over the top. I think in the next two years, they could make a deep playoff because John Collins and Trey Young are already showing themselves as to be two of the best young players in the NBA. Yeah, and, and you talk about John Collins. I was on with my buddy uh, jo Jonathan Simmons yesterday on his, on his uh, show. And a question that came up about John Collins. I'm higher on John Collins than most. Um, I think that John Collins really showed how 
important he is to his squad last year when he sat out those 25 games <laughs> because right. that team looked like a, a, you know, a fish out of water. And it just showed how much that this team really needs a guy like Collins. He's finally starting to add some range to his game, that little pick and pop. Uh, he likes that little corner three, which I think is going to really prove valuable once you have him and Compella on the court at the same time. Uh, big fan of John Collins. Love his mom. She's always tweeting and uh, always very involved. What are your thoughts on the Capella kid coming over from Houston and trying to mix, throw him into the mix? What are your thoughts on the Capella kid? I think he fits well with Atlanta does. Uh, they like to run the floor, and that's definitely his game because in Houston, they ran the floor through logs. He, you know, it's just him. He protects the rim like he's supposed to, but. Um, I know we might get into this a little later, but it's a kid in the draft. I think it would make him expendable. He pr- kind of reminds me of Clint Capella. But um, Capella, I, I like what, you know, what he can do with the Hawks. <laughs> but when he finally hits the floor and plays along with John Collins, it's going to be interesting to see because it gives Collins a, you know, a way out of, you know, protecting the rim and, you know, improving his outside game, like you said. And it might it may help them out defensively as well. And definitely. And I think that was the get, right? Because you look at the metrics and Hawks fans aren't gonna want to hear it. Trey Young, Kevin Herter, really bad defensively. Like, I mean, you look at the metrics, Trey Young is like near the bottom as one of the worst defenders in the league. Like, don't get mad at me. That's just what it is. Not a good defender. Kevin Herter, you know, for all everything that he can do as far as playmaking, as far as shooting. You lose that on the defensive end. So to have a guy like Capella that can kind of mop up their mess a little bit, and I think is where they find value. Because for as good as John Collins is, he's never been that rim protector. Uh, with Capella, you got a rim protector now. You know, Trey gets beat off a of, uh, you know off the dribble. You got a guy that's going to make you think twice, which will in turn you know help. Uh, the the transition game, but it's going to be interesting. And what I think a lot of people aren't aware of is that sometimes things take time. A lot of times people look and they think, oh, we can just plug them in and it's going to work. No, this is not NBA 2K. Like there's going to be some adjusting. There's going to be some acclimating from him to learn how to play with Collins and how, how Lloyd Pierce has to learn how to stagger the, the lineups. What do you think about uh, just kind of the maturation that it's going to take? Yeah, it's going to take a while. Uh, you seen flashes from uh, Cam Ridge and DeAndre Hunter last year. And in the second season, I think uh, they will probably work more on defense than they will offense because, let's be honest, the Hawks as a team, their defense were off. And they were giving up at one point 130 points a game in one stretch. So I think the, they will focus more on defense. And I think Cam Ridge and DeAndre Hunter, I think they're the real deal, but it'll take about another two years for them to come full circle. And that's precisely what I always say. And you know what? I've, I've, and I don't know if you see me on Twitter, I've gone to battle a lot of times with folk on, on Twitter because I see things kind of objectively. I pull for the Hawks kind of because it's good for business, but, um, there are times I've gone to task about Cam. I've gone to task about Trey. And the folks don't like that. But look, man, it's the truth. Like, Cam did not really play good that first half of the season. And people, he would have one good game and have five games where he was pedestrian. 
And, you know, I would call it like I see it. Folks would get mad. But, hey, man, he, 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 he balled out the second half, uh, kind of got a little bit more comfortable. And that's what it takes, man. Uh, I'm a big Cam Reddish fan. I, I, I'm the one that said they, they should get him at 10 when uh, I was like, if he's there, you got to grab him. Um, I like both of those kids, though, the Cam, the, the Reddish kid and the Hunter kid, um, as far as the concern. Uh this segment is brought to us by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry shipped quickly to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. You can get the Tillman's Trinkets and Things from our website, thehawksbeat.com. Just click on their banner, Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Shout out to our guy, Jonathan. He's done great work. He's made pieces for my daughter, for my son, for myself. Check out the folks over at Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Um, we talked about the guys as far as what you think um, the Hawks need. Um, from a free agent standpoint, I know we talked a little bit about Giannis. We talked a little bit about Booker. Is there any like kind of mid-level tier guys that you think would kind of be good uh, that would kind of come in and help on this Hawks roster? I would say no, because they have already have a lot of mid-tier guys. So like I said, I think they need that superstar to put them over the top. One name that I love, but I know it may be next year, is Donovan Mitchell. If they can find a way to get Donovan Mitchell, who plays both sides of the floor real well, I think that's a key, you know, ingredient as to what they need. And with a lot of cap space that, cap space that they have coming up, I think they can really sign whoever they want. So they could get a veteran and a superstar and try to get them to jail and put it all together. And like I said, two years, who knows? Yeah, that is an interesting name. Um, and I, I saw that name come up this week. And of course, John Collins and Trey Young have very close relationship with Donovan Mitchell. So it would probably have to be one of those things where they make a deal under the table, a la Dwayne Wade and uh, uh, LeBron James and Chris Bosh. Say, hey, man, when your contract's yeah. up, why don't you come to Atlanta and play with me and John? I think that's the only way he gets out of Utah because Utah is going to give him everything that he wants as far as money is concerned. So if there's anything else that can give him that, that'll give him like a loop and give him a chance to get out of here. I would love to see him in Atlanta, man. Cause the boy is bonafide. <laughs> the boy is yeah. bonafide. Uh, you mentioned uh, about the draft um, and we'll, we'll do a little draft talk. One of the questions uh, from my, my guy, uh, let me see if I can get on the screen here. I uh, haven't little, little technical difficulties, but my guy Trebane Virgo says this. He says, "What prospect in this upcoming draft do you like? Would be the best fit for the Atlanta Hawks? What, what prospects do you like as far as? Because they're going to have more, more than likely they're going to have a top ten pick, a guy." Um, who was going to be a very high pick. There it goes. <laughs> Which prospect an upcoming draft would be the best pick for the Atlanta Hawks? Um, I would have to say Anthony Edwards. I've been following that kid since high school, and I love what he has. He's very, you know, his length and explosiveness is key. I think he could guard three positions on the floor, great in transition, and his strong, um, his strong point is he can score anywhere on the floor. And I don't see anyone like that, you know, on the Hawks roster in the front court right now. 
So you like the Edwards kid. Um, what are your thoughts on the other two guys that a lot of people are talking about? Wiseman and, uh, of course, the ball kid. What are your thoughts are on those two guys? Um, I like Wiseman. I think he's a seven-five wingspan. But, see, he was the person I was talking about earlier that could make Clint Capella, you know, not be a factor. If they get Wiseman, I think Capella is a trade bait along with a couple of other people to bring in, you know, another veteran. But Wiseman's length, rim-protecting abilities, and rebounding, mainly offensive, uh, I think would probably be, you know, the best bet for Wiseman would make him, you know, key. But if the Hawks get that number one pick, just don't be surprised if they trade it. So you bring up an interesting prospect, and let's kind of delve into this a little bit. Um, I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of trading that pick away. I do not want this team to get any younger. I think if you do grab one of those guys, I think the Edwards kid is the guy to get. Um, I'm not too too crazy about LaMelo. He's very ball-dominant. You don't need another ball-dominant guy. I'm not really too crazy on Wiseman because you got a bunch of bigs on the squad. I think that you've invested in. If the Edwards is ki- if the Edwards kid is there and you can grab him, I'm not going to bust their balls on that. Um, but I'm a big fan of selling that pick. Sell that pick to the highest bidder. See if you can get one or two maybe quality free agents in here. Because like I said, you only have eight guys under contract. You have nothing on your bench right now. You have to fill out your bench. You know, you really hope that Cam is going to be kind of that fringe six-man kind of – I always said you need some shooters. You need a guy who's going to come in there and get nasty with that defense, a la uh, Damari Carroll, a la Tabo Cephalosha when the team was winning 60 games. If you can bring in some quality, A-quality role players that can come in and surround that core, I think that's what – I think that's the move because, look, man – the, the expectation is playoffs next year, right? Playoffs. And you don't want to oh, well, he's going to be getting another three or four years. Nah, man, bump that. We need to win now. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? I can give you one name, and I thought about it a little earlier, that I would probably go for, and that's Zach Levine. He's one of the most underrated shooting guards in the league. You add him to an explosive team like Atlanta, it would be crazy. But that number one pick, it can bring, you know, all kind of attention. You pair that pick with a couple of more first-round picks, who knows what they can get. I'm a huge fan of the Levine kid, man. Has really played himself into a lot of money. Um, If my memories, I think he might, I don't know, if is he a free agent this year or is he going to be a free agent next summer? Next year. I have to go and check on that. But, yeah, I think he's a free agent next season. But, I mean, if you can do a sign-and-trade with him, if if the Bulls want that number one spot and you got it and they're willing to part with, with the old guy, <laughs> let me tell you something, man. Zach Levine in Atlanta catching lobs from Trey Young. You got Trey Young running the point. You got Collins on one wing, Zach Levine on the other. Talk about filling the stadium. <laughs> I, I don't know I don't know what, 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 the, uh, what the audience is going to look like post-COVID. But, uh, man, that is an interesting name. I'm going to throw another name at you, man. Is one DJ Augustine. Now, let me sell it to you. Because the Hawks, you saw last year, the metrics were when Trey Young went out 
of the game, the Hawks went like this. And I'm a huge fan of Brandon Godwin, but you got to upgrade that backup that backup point guard position. You have to upgrade it. Trey's not a big guy. What happens if he gets hurt? You need a guy that's going to come in, a veteran that can start, run the show for him. Uh, I also like the Fred Van Vliet kid from Toronto. He's going to be free agent. Um, what are your thoughts about the backup point guard position? You think they need to upgrade there? Or are you okay with Brandon? Oh, they definitely need to upgrade, and that would only be the reason why I would take the mellow ball to come out, you know, to be the sixth man or the scorer on the second unit. But other than that, I wouldn't do it. But I love DJ Augustine. You know, I loved him when he first came from Texas. Um, he can drive the lane well. He read the floor. I love uh, what he does as a leader on the floor, and that's something they need on that second unit. Hey, I'll give you another name as, as, as long as we float our names. Uh, I think one of the Morris twins is going to be a free agent. And let me tell you why I like why I like the idea of a Morris twin. And I don't know where, I don't know whether it's Marcus or the other one, but let me tell you why I like that guy. If for no other reason, he gives your team some moxie. You're not going to pay a whole lot of money for him because neither one of them are making a whole ton of money. But if right. they're coming to a situation and you got a bully that's going to knock over your point guard, you know one of the Morris twins is going to step up and have his back. I just, I mean, I'm a big guy. I'm a big believer on you got to have that dog. You got to have at least one dog on that team, man. And, I I mean, I, I, I really like the idea of just having kind of like a little enforcer on the team. Hey, man, you're not about to push over on a point guard. You're not about to push us over. Um, kind of like a Pat Bev type style guy, not back down. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm big on I'm one of the Morris twins, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something to think about because both of those guys, man, they could, uh, they could score on, they could score on the inside and they, they bullies, like you said, you seen it in Boston with, uh, I think that was Marcus Mars in Boston. He fit that team very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, let me ask you about leadership. Um, another thing that if you ever follow me on on the timeline, you see me go to co- you see me go to bat for Coach Pierce. Um, in the first half of the season, Coach took a uh, a lot of lumps because the team that he had was trash. I mean, we're not gonna cut no bones about it. Chandler Parsons, uh, Evan Turner, those guys is waiting for them contracts to fall off. You had no veteran leadership, and they were not built to win. But every night you'd go on Twitter, and I would I would talk to these guys like, "What do you want this man to do? Like, like who does who is it that you want him to put in that's gonna make these guys win ball games? Like, he just don't got a good squad. Like, get off the man's back." And I went to battle a lot for that man. <laughs> I died on many Twitter hills for for Coach Pierce, man. I'm a huge Coach Pierce fan. Uh, Tell me your thoughts on the young coach, man. What do you think about Coach Pierce? I think he's done an exceptional job with, you know, what he had to work with over the first couple of years. And it can only get better from this point because, like I said earlier, I love the way he develops players. They follow his system, and they listen. You've seen, like you said in the first half, all of those players, they got to dump all those contracts. And we're talking about Alan Crabb also. 
who hasn't really done anything. <laughs> and, you know, if you give him, you know, like I said, a more veteran president to work on the floor, I think that helps, you know, the uh, young players as well as uh, Coach Pierce because they can probably amplify his message a little bit better, you know, with a veteran player than with the young coach. But I think they give him at least two more years to, you know, develop and see what they have at that point. But uh, yeah, I think he's done a good job with what he's had. And let me tell you what I love about Coach Pierce. Um, and I covered the previous administration, and I love Coach Bud. Um, and I also covered a little bit of of Coach Woodson, and they all have their different personalities. Coach Bud was the quintessential veteran coach. He had the same press conference after every single game. He'd been in the year, he'd been in the NBA over 20 years, right? So after every game, we'd go in there and he would answer all the questions the same. We got to look at the tape. We got to move the ball better. We got to play better defense. Same press conference every single night with yep. coach Pierce you ask him a question he'll stop he'll think about it and he'll give you the god honest answer every time like I don't know if it's because he's young he'll look you dead in the eye um, I, I don't know if did you ever catch that press conference that went viral that after the Hawks game and they lost the press conference was 32 seconds and he came, man, he said, I got nothing for y'all. I can't teach effort. And it was like right. a 12-second pause. And I was the only one that asked a question. The, 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 the press conference made all sports and everything. I said, Coach, what's the, um, what's the message to the team? He said, man, I can't teach effort. I can't teach effort. Yep. And then we the all waited, and then it was like that's it. <laughs> but I love, I love his honesty, man. I love his forthright, man. Um, what do you think the next step in Coach Pierce's maturation is going to be? Mm. I think he'll teach the players to, you know, finish game, close out game. Because, you know, that's something that's tough for any young player in the NBA. And for a ton of young players that the Hawks have, closing out games will be key going forward in their maturation. So I think closing out games will probably be my answer for that. Yeah, and and people talk about Coach Pierce, and, and uh, he got a lot. And, and I go to bat for him, and it's not because I think I'm better than anybody else, but sometimes I have a little bit different perspective because of the access that I have. And so I'm able to, t like, like, yo, this man knows what he's doing. He has a plan. Um, what are your thoughts on Travis Schlink? Uh, Travis Schlink came over from Golden State. We all know his pedigree. Uh, what are your thoughts on the move he's made as far as the roster is concerned, his couple years here? I love what he's done. And I understand, you know, about the salary dumps. He's trying to set the hearts up for the future. And I totally understand that. And like I said, next year, they will have 70 plus million dollars in cap space. So I guess, you know, he can finish putting his plan in place. But uh, as far as the job he's done, he's done an exceptional job. 
I think uh, he's done, you know, what Arthur Blank has done for the Falcons. He's advertised the team well. He's put a winning product on the floor. So I guess, you know, he's going to finish that up in the next couple of years. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, people did a lot of talk about some of the moves he's made, but you got to look. GMs look at teams differently. They look at your team and say, what is my team going to look like in five years? What is the money going to look like? And I think he's done a great job. The Hawks have a ton of money going into the offseason, and that's a credit to Mr. Slink. Um, give me some of your next season predictions as far as the Hawks are concerned. Who's going to be an all-star? How many games they win? Do they make the playoffs? What do you think? Um, I think Trey Young and John Collins will both be all-stars next year. As far as the win range, I would still go from 40, uh, in between 40 and 45. Because, like I said, I got, you know, faith that they've grown since he took over. And I think he's still getting his point across. But, like I said, if they get those veterans that they need to jail the team, I think they could be a playoff team. Dope, man. Dope, man. Well, Brother Smitty, man, I appreciate you, man. I thank you for coming on uh, this afternoon and talking a little Hawks talk with me, man. We definitely got to come on again. Go ahead and let the people know where they can find you, your YouTube, your Twitter, your Instagram, and all that stuff. Let the folk know where they can find you. Of course. They can find me at YouTube, uh, Smitty Sports Machine. Find me on Twitter at FatboySlim underscore 21. Um, they can find me on Spotify at Smitty Sports Machine. And my blog is on sportsblog.com, Smitty Sports Machine. If you want all my uh, platforms, just go to my Twitter. I post everything on Twitter. All right, my guy. Well, thank you for coming into the Hawks Beat Podcast, man. It's been fun. We definitely got to do it again, maybe towards the draft or uh, towards the beginning of the season once free agency came. I would love to come and pick your brain on these things, man. I appreciate you, man, and uh, you have a good evening, sir. All right, you too. All right, man, appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That, um, sorry about the lag there. I don't know uh, what I had to say, what he had to say, so – I'll obviously <laughs> edit it out and when I do the audio, but uh, appreciate everybody checking us out today on uh, the Hawksbeat podcast. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us. Make sure you rate us and make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, in other news, the, w- no, about to say the WNBA, but uh, the NBA is back. Uh, some scrimmages being held today. I caught some of them on NBA TV. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that in the upcoming Uh, future as far as the NBA from the bubble. Make sure you're following us at Game Time Radio. We're also doing, uh, we're covering the Atlanta Dream virtually from Orlando. So, um, no, I think they're in Bradenton. So, um, having good content over there. Don't sleep on the ladies, man. I'm telling you, WNBA is a good product. So, uh, again, I want to thank my co-host, Brother Antoine Smith for coming into the show today from Smitty's Sports Machine. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Make sure you follow the Hawks Beat on all of our social media platforms. Thanks to all the guests, those in the chat. Like we always say, man, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. If you don't know him, we need to find him and show him love because that's all he's showing you, L-O-B-E love. We out, y'all. Peace. This segment is brought to us by a welltogetherman.com. Make sure you check out a welltogetherman.com. It is a website for men that deals with grooming, fashion, entrepreneurship, and fitness. 
They're good friends of the Hawks Beat. Shout out to our guy, Rufus Addison. They do a great job over there. Make sure you stop by today at welltogetherman.com and be one of those men who are leaders, not followers, men who take care of themselves, and men that have some self-respect. Shout out once again to a welltogetherman.com. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.